0: Yes, here we are again. Another day committed to picking
1: a fight with the mainstream media <laughs> and always providing you positive information here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Timely truths around real estate, credit, finance, estate plans, tax plans, and so much more. We're going to talk a lot about valuation of real estate today. We've got our expert contributor in studio, Ray Hall. Uh, welcome back in, Ray. Thank you having having me back. I've yeah, been looking man. forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ray Hall appraisals in the house. Uh, we want you to save our hotline number in your phone. At some point, you're going to need it. 813-670-7372. And we want to make sure that we engage you so that we can help you win. 813-670-7372. You used
0: to call me on my cell phone.
1: And we want to help you win in any marketplace. Uh, we're going to educate, entertain, enlighten. And most importantly, we want to engage with you so we can help you win. The only thing I'm it's winning. Save our hotline number in your phone. At some point, you're going to need it. 813-670-7372. 813-670-7372. You can call or text that line with any comments, questions, concerns. Had a lot of calls last week as well. People looking to list their real estate properties for sale. We love getting that call. Uh, we had a lot of people calling in uh, wondering more about identity theft and credit improvement and ways that you can help uh, You know, improve those credit scores. A big area of concern. And uh, This segment is brought to you by the Billmar Maher Beach resort the official hotel partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show the Bilmar Beach Resort on beautiful Treasure Island it's filled with fantastic and generous amenities to make your vacation that much more special the Bilmar Beach Resort on beautiful Treasure Island as uh, the Sloppy Joe's restaurant on site there's uh, multiple bars you got nightly music live music two pools great place to go hang out newly renovated as well looks great over there the Bilmar Beach Resort on Treasure Island give Clyde Smith a call he's a general manager call him up ask to speak with Clyde the general manager, let him know the real estate quarterback sent you. Take him up on special offers and incentives just by mentioning that you're a fan of the Consumer Quarterback Show. And as you know, I'm the owner of the Platinum MVP team here uh, in Tampa Bay. And we got a couple of hot listings I'll let you know about here. This one's on St. Pete Beach, 3607 Casablanca Avenue, St. Pete Beach. Beautiful property, active, just hit the market a couple days ago. A beautiful pool home, and it's a two-bedroom, two-bath property. And one of the best things about this is the location and the walkability of this property on St. Pete Beach, Casablanca. It's perfectly positioned right between the Hotel Zamora. And you also have the Don Cesar, two of the best, uh, you know, St. Pete properties, uh, in my opinion, hotels uh, that is in St. Pete Beach. Now, the lifestyle, the walkability, the biking, walking over to the beach, the ability to have your own private beach. This is a great opportunity. $418,000, 3607 Casablanca Avenue. Check out PlatinumMVPTeam.com. All right, let's jump right into it. We got Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals in the the house. I am. And today, you know, a lot of, uh, there's so many, you know, things to talk about when it comes to valuation of real estate properties. There's so many misconceptions and, you know, a a buyer and a seller, you know, once they agree to a price point, you know, a lot of times it depends on if it's a lending institution involved or Mm -hmm. a cash money deal. There's a lot of variables when it comes to appraisals, Ray. There is. And unfortunately- a lot of people don't know what the appraiser is
2: looking at, what we're looking for, why that value is coming in, where it's at. Um, you know, and unfortunately, there's a lot more avenues to get those misconceptions these days. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I get the argument, well, Zillow said.
1: Zillow said, oh, my goodness. You
2: know, Zillow said this, Zillow said that. And um, my response was always, well, Zillow never came over your house and saw the inside. Right. Right. Zillow is pulling from public records. They're looking at that sale up the street, but they don't know about the $20,000 in concessions that were given on that property. Yep, good point. And you know, the thing I tell people right now is we've had a great market for the past several years now, and values are are really nice. So now is not the time to overpay for a house. Right. Now is not the time to play guesswork on value. Yep. You know, go into this transaction because it's one of the biggest purchases you're ever going to make in your life and you don't want to be underwater right off the bat because yeah. if value suits do start to go down, yep. you're going to be in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to make sure you are doing your due diligence. You know, we talk a lot about due diligence. You want to look at dollar per square foot. I mean, it really doesn't it come down to a lot of times a dollar per square foot in the community. And then, of course, you get into, you know, the pool or the, the, the corner lot versus, you know, the view and those types of things. But uh, really, when you look at it, you know, you're looking at dollar per square foot a lot of times.
2: Right. And uh, now – I will say most uh, residential appraisers don't look at the dollar per square foot. Mm -hmm. I'm what they call a certified general appraiser. I do commercial and residential. Um, And by working with the commercial appraisal industry, I also learned to use that as kind of a check of reasonableness. Okay. You know, I come to that value. Well, am I in that range? And the reason I do it, and a lot of appraisers might disagree with me, but you guys, as the agents, are out there selling these properties on a price per square foot. I yep. really shouldn't ignore that. right? Um, so, you know, it does kind of give me that secondary check and just something to look at. Now, appraisers usually look at overall sale price because we're adjusting for all those little, you know, nuances down the grid. If you've ever seen yeah. an adjustment grid, there's a whole lot of things that we're considering. Right. Um, you, you know, so we don't do the price per square foot because that's a separate line item on the adjustment grid for okay. the GLA. Got it. And then the bathroom count is a different line item. Uh, pool, uh, energy-efficient items, uh, site size. Because um, remember, your price per square foot includes the price of that land.
1: Yeah, lot, lots, lot size versus the other lots. You know, This one's 9,000. That 11,000-square-foot lot. Right. You've got to adjust up for that or exactly. down for that. Exactly,
2: exactly. And that's something we do on our sheet. So yeah. we look at it a little different re- from the realtors, but, again, we should be within that range of what we're seeing in the market.
1: Right. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. When you when you look at, you know, the, the market too and, and I, I like to go back to uh you know, we we think back a lot of times people throw this out there as they say, Well what if real estate properties go down? You know, I I'd just look at the you know through the SNL crisis, the savings and loans crisis, through the Y two K, the the you know the the meltdown that was supposed to happen because all the clocks weren't going to turn nine nine nine, they were going to go to two thousand. They no no you know yep. all these things that happened uh, historically, real estate has still gone up year over year. Mm-hmm. The the only exception to that rule is the worst time in our American history of irrational exuberance, where you had politicians and lobbyists and yeah. you know uh, loosening up the guidelines and just irrational loan programs. This stated monies, the no income, no doc program. That's why the market crashed at that point with the real estate market. Now in my opinion, I don't ever see that happening again. Mm -hmm. I see uh, real estate as the most stable class of assets because you can insure the asset. People have to live somewhere. Uh, They're not making any more mother earth, you know, especially Pinellas County, one of the most densely, I think it is the most densely populated populated, in the state. state. So with all that said, do, do you really see a situation where property values could go down?
2: You know, I, I say never say never. Right. Um, you know, we did see property values go down, but eventually it, it's it's like the you look at the stock market. Okay, A stock drops. Mm-hmm. A stock tanks. It usually will have somewhat of a rebound because mm-hmm. people start buying it.
1: Yeah. Once it hits low point, right. there's it's, perceived value.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the real estate's the same way. I remember I heard a statistic once that more wealth was created during the Great Depression yes. than any other time period in American history. The reason why... Everything got so cheap, yep, that's right, you know investors that are out there now, sure, you know the ones who are, are, are good at what they do and know where to get the deals they're out there finding properties, yeah, but when if if market if, if we go god forbid into another recession they're yeah. out there that, that's when they're hustling, yeah, you know, so that that's where the real estate values come back, so yeah. you know even if we do have a decline or I'd like to say a correction correction. Yep. You know, it'll, it'll usually bounce back. I mean, yeah. and like you said, they're not making any more land. Yep. Um, you go out to Pinellas County. I mean, if you have a couple acres of vacant land in Pinellas County, yeah, man,
1: you're sitting on a gold mine. Yep. Call Especially for- some of these nurseries, those, those plant nurseries, those folks like that. Uh, I, I love calling on FISBOs like that, you know, for yeah. sale by owners and, uh, you know, talking to them about the value and the, the potential there. Uh, but yeah, that that's a great point is, you know, in Pinellas County, one of the best counties in the state, you know, to live in. You're surrounded by water, peninsula, yeah. just a great place to live, work, and play. Forty miles of beaches, you know, in Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, so that we're talking with uh, Ray Hall, uh, Ray Hall Appraisals here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, and I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. and. Yeah it's a, it's a great debate you know it's interesting when you look at you know let's look on a, on a macro level for a moment right let's 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 pull pull back you know the globe here and look kind of like that google earth looking down right so when you think about that when you when you look at a situation where there's billions of dollars of student loans millions and billions of dollars of student loans right mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of uncertainty uh, in the stock market even though we are moving right along really well you know we got the the, the Trump tax plans all the all everything's you know really booming job uh, you know the um, uh, unemployment is at its lowest p- in, in, in yep. you know, the history. Uh, a lot of good things happening. And, and I think sometimes as human beings, we do have that short memory. You yep. know, we have that short memory. But, you know, my point is if, if there is a bubble in student loans, that's going to negatively affect certain markets. And I don't think real estate is going to be a market that's affected by that because people are going to put money more money into real estate. Yeah. And you the know. same with the stock market. Yep.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Um, y- you know, it's a different lending. It's a different loan type. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as long as, you know, we keep that healthy real estate market and yeah. the re- the mortgage lending healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the main problems from 2005, 2006, where, you know, people just stopped paying on those mortgages. Yeah, And, you know, that was where the problem came in. That's where a lot of the failures happened. That's right. Um, You know, a lot of people like to point fingers and blame this, that, and the other. But Mm -hmm. you don't pay your loan. That's the start of it.
1: Yeah, um, first they had first payment defaults. I remember I exactly. worked for Argent Mortgage back in the day, mm-hmm. Argent Mortgage, the wholesale side of Ameriquest, yeah, I and I remember they started talking about on the national conference calls these first payment defaults, and I was like, whoa. And then and then the president at the time, I think his name was Wayne Lee, mm-hmm. he resigned. So a lot of the big dogs they saw what's happening, they saw the writing on the wall, they got out of the business, and or you know went to a different lender. And there's a lot of changes that happened. But yeah. when we come back, I want to talk with Ray Hall here, Ray Hall Appraisals. I want to talk about these hedge funds, these so-called buyers, huge buying groups and they come in and they have these different gimmick type uh, marketing where they're going to claim to have, you know, the lowest fees or the lowest commissions and the easiest turnkey system and why list your house and all these things. I'm going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the actual statistics of what happens there. Stay with us right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com.
0: To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com. All right. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes
1: here. I'm your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, uh, number one real estate company in the world. We're at the number one office on the Gulf Coast, and we have a great team over there. Uh, my wife and I own and operate the Platinum MVP team, which is platinummvpteam.com, and uh, we're looking for uh, real estate agents that might want to join our team right now. We're growing and we're expanding. We're uh, setting records. Things are really... Uh, happening right now in the real estate game, so we'd love to talk to you about that. If you are interested in the real estate market, we'd love to talk to you. Buying, selling, or investing. PlatinumMVPTeam.com This segment is brought to you by the Lucky Dill Restaurant, the official restaurant partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, the Lucky Dill Restaurant, they've got uh, locations in Tampa and Palm Harbor uh, in Clearwater. Their restaurant, they got a deli, New York City bar, Brooklyn Bakery, catering as well. They are the home of the sandwich that ate Brooklyn. They've got some great food over there. Uh Give them a call, walk in, check them out, let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. You heard them about uh, you heard about them here on the Consumer Quarterback Show at the Lucky Deal Restaurant, and all you have to do is let them know that, and they're going to hook you up with a free water with lemon every time. <laughs> they're going to take care of you. Just kidding <laughs> with you there. But uh, the Lucky Deal, great restaurant partner uh, here uh, in Tampa Bay. And uh, we're back here in the studio helping you win in any marketplace. Coming up, we got four straightforward steps to success. We're going to talk about that great article uh, from the, the legend Jim Rohn himself, uh, four straightforward forward steps to success here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, In studio here, we've got Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, and um, I want to have Rob bring up this property, this listing on 207 Coronado Drive, Clearwater Beach. 207 Coronado Drive, Clearwater Beach. This is a, an opportunity for a business owner, developer, entrepreneur uh, uh, for a great property. Now, the, the challenge with the property is you've got a 5,500 plus square foot lot. Okay. So you've got a relatively small footprint uh, lot here in Tampa Bay. Across the street, though, you've got the Wyndham Grand. You've got adjacent to it is the Hyatt. Those are multiple hundred million dollar properties as well uh, on Clearwater Beach, the number one beach in the world, Clearwater Beach. And of course, you know, so this is a great opportunity. So this is I wanted to you know mention this with Ray here in studio. Ray's a a commercial property appraiser. He does residential appraisal. Uh, This property's priced at three and a half million dollars. And you know, granted, you know a lot of the buyers, of course, are going to say, "Well, that's too high." You know, what are they willing to take? That type of thing. But uh, you know, in that situation, I always say, as a listing agent, just make an offer. You know, make an offer close to list price if you can. Now, how is it different when you're valuing a property like that? Versus a, regu- a regular residential property in a gated community 3-2 home. You know what I mean?
2: Well, you know, there's a lot more analysis that's going to go into that property. Yeah. Um, I have to consider a lot more. Now, the average house is zoned uh, residential. A lot of the ones I do are in planned unit developments. Yep. Uh, the future land use designations are residential. Um, it's a lot more cut and dry. Right. Looking at that property, I first have to figure out well, what can you do with it. What can you do with it? Yeah. As you see the old – The potential. The, right. You know, yeah. the improvements are older. Now they could choose to renovate. Uh, they could choose to rebuild. That's another part I would have to do. Uh, on a residential report, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the appraisal reports. Yeah. You know, that highest and best use section is pretty small. Mm-hmm. In my commercial reports, it's at least two pages long.
1: Because that's what it boils down to is the highest, highest and, and best, best use. use. Now, um, who, who's – and whose opinion is that the highest and best use, you it, know? Well, that's, that's the determination I have to make, and a great –
2: uh uh, example of that that I have is I once got hired to appraise a half acre Indian mound. Wow! And now most people, what's an Indian mound? Yeah, and you know, and it's is it a
1: burial site.
2: Um, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you the background on this one. It was a okay. it was called a temple mound. Okay. So this was a, a early uh, Florida uh, tribe of Indians are no longer around. Yep. And this was where their holy man lived. Uh, when the holy man would die, he was placed into the temple It was burned down, covered. New temple went up. Hmm. So by the time they moved along or whatever, it was about 25 feet high and about an acre. Wow. Um, so first thing I had to do was call the state and say, what can you do with this property? Mm. And I, I, I enjoyed the answer. They said, anything you want to do, just do wow. it the right way. Wow. So now I had to call University of South Florida, the archaeological department, and say, what's it going to cost to excavate this? Yeah. And the guy said, well, I know a company that does it, a friend-owned. Let me let me call them up. He called back and said, it's going to cost a million dollars. Wow. Well. The lot's not worth a million dollars. So I had to determine what's the highest and best use, Mm. which was transfer the development rights to another parcel that was adjacent to uh, for development. So, you know, there's that part of the analysis. So on that particular appraisal I did, you know, the valuation was the easy part. Mm. It was figuring out what you can do with it. And that's similar to your property on Coronado. What's its own? Can they put? something can they put a hotel on there can they yeah. put more retail on there yep. um you know Clearwater Beach has its own zoning well its its own uh, municipality yep. so they have their own rules and regulations and what you can do and setbacks and things like that right. um so that's where the difference comes in yep. most residential properties are pretty cookie cutter and, and set up the right way commercial you never know what you're going to
1: get from day to day. Whole different animal over there. So, so with animal. that, going back to that Indian um, mound, did you call it? Yes, Indian Indiana. mound. What ended up happening with that property? What do, so, they were saying that you wanted to excavate that, take that out, and, and move it to an Indian reservation or something. No, like no, that? no, no,
2: you you leave it the way it is. Okay, the way most uh, development happens is you have your your parcel, you mm-hmm. have you know your acreage, yep. and it has a lot of times what they call a future land use designation. Okay, and it tells them they can put ten units per acre. You know, twelve units per acre, whatever. Right. So basically, it's not telling you where you have to put your units; it's telling you how many. The bigger the property, the more units you can put. So we determined that with this particular property, if you uh, joined it to the adjacent vacant land, mm. you would be able to get two more units on. Okay. And that was confirmed with you know all the powers of so assembling. assembling the property. Yep. You could get two more units. Okay. So it made that property a little more valuable. So basically we took our land sales, um, priced them on a price per allowable unit basis, which is a lot of times what developable land goes for, and that's how we could uh, put
1: that value on that property. Wow, yeah. Man, that's interesting. It's interesting stuff when you look at that commercial is a completely different animal. There's there's, you know, you're looking at the future use of the land. And that's another thing that comes up is sometimes people say, "Oh, well, you could put this on this and you could add this many units and they expect you to get that value for the property." I've sold, you know, numerous parcels where there was a single-family home in the middle of say for example 5 or 8 acres and they say, "Well, yeah, you could put all these different houses, but yeah, that's the future. You know, people got to spend money to get to that point." Right. And you also have to consider uh, you know what i found once I, I was doing a
2: piece of land and they were looking at it that the zoning or the future land use would allow me to do 20 units mm-hmm. but we had to look at the roadway mm. it was a two-lane roadway residential roadway that it had a, in, in i know in hillsborough county we have what's called a level of service and if you're below a certain level of service you may have to pay for the widening of that road yep for to increase the level of service so that you can get your residents in and out of, you know, this property, you're thinking you can put two units on. And medical and fire. mm mm-hmm. yep. But, you know, a lot of times you see a new development has what they call acceleration lanes and deceleration lanes, and you can't fit those in a two-lane roadway. Wow. So I've even seen where they wanted a developer to widen the interstate because they felt that their project was going to increase the traffic. Wow. So there's a lot of variables in real estate development that, you've, that have to be considered before yeah. you can slap that value and say well, it's a $2 million property.
1: Wow! Result. Absolutely, yeah, and of course. Uh, by the way, if you just joined us, Brandon Rhymes. Brandon Rhymes here. I'm your host. Uh, we got Ray Hall in the house, uh, local appraisal uh, company, Ray Hall Appraisals. Uh, what's the website again? Ray, Rayhallappraisals.com Ray or Hall or raytheappraiser.com. Rayhallappraisals.com. Hall Appraisals com. And uh, yeah, so you know, a plethora of knowledge here about value when we're talking mm-hmm. about this, Ray. So, and I appreciate this. This is a fun conversation. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the, some of these hedge funds, these so-called you know fast closed buyers, these people that come in. To me, it's misleading uh, marketing where they say, oh, we're not going to charge you a listing fee. We're going to charge you a reduced fee. Um, What are you seeing in that particular? And a lot of times it's these hedge funds, these billionaire hedge funds or uh, people that are smart marketers, but necessarily, uh, I don't think it necessarily best for the consumer.
2: Well, remember, no one's out there doing all this for free, right? Someone's making money somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of these, these companies you see that are doing this, they're not charging you that fee up front. It, it's almost like when you buy a mutual fund. Yep. Um, you don't see them take fees out of your, um, out of, out of your investment. It's in the back end. Mm. So a lot of these companies, and I see them now, and I actually have to put a discussion in my appraisal reports because I have to report on prior sales. Mm-hmm. So I can see where a lot of these companies are buying for twenty thousand dollars below market. Yep. And then reselling it a few months later. So you know, just know. You can close quick, maybe, Mm -hmm. but you're, you're they're taking their fee somewhere. Yeah. They're just not charging you up front.
1: Yeah, that's right. So when you look at that, these hedge funds, their model is buy it low, like all real estate investors, buy it as low as you can. You make money on the buy side. These are things that you know when you're in the real estate space. You make your money on the buy side. Right. They, so they buy it low. They slap some uh, you know, lipstick on the pig, so to speak, is what people call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, you know, And they, they do the renovations in a way where it's just the quick and easy ones. They're not going to remove load-bearing walls in most cases. They're going to mm-hmm. do the basic stuff. Let's, let's do some granite in the kitchen, maybe some new flooring, slap down some, you know, cheap carpet, maybe in the bedrooms. Uh, That's most likely what I see. Is that what you're... And that's what I've seen, too. You know, when I go
2: into those homes, because a lot of, you know, I'm I'm, uh, doing the appraisal for the purchase of them, Uh, you know, fresh paint throughout, uh, maybe some new laminate flooring. Yep. Um, But like you said, there's no renovated kitchens. There's no new granite, stainless steel, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they clean it up, they fix it up. They they improve the curb appeal. Yeah,
1: um, that's they, right. They,
2: they're they're pretty good at doing that. Knowing you know there might be some new mulch out front with some flowers. Yeah, um, you know so it looks great. Um, but you know if if that was your house before,
1: you know. You lost a lot of money. You lost a lot of potential dollars on the sale. And and those guys, what also is happening there, guys, is that they're pulling money out of the local economy. A lot of these are national hedge funds. Uh, They're pulling the money out of our local title companies as well. They're doing it with a national title company. Uh, There's a lot of reasons why you don't want to work with those companies. And we actually buy houses cash, too, uh, with our company as well, PlatinumMVPTeam.com. Stay with us. Ray Hall Appraisals in the House. And our feel-good story of the day, husband and wife plant 2.7 million trees in 20 years to restore store a destroyed forest. Stay with us Consumer Quarterback Show,
0: consumerqb.com.
1: This is work done and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show hosted by
0: my man Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here. I'm your host of the Consumer
1: Quarterback Show and a top listing agent in Tampa Bay, helping our sellers maximize the profit on the sale of their real estate properties. That's our number one goal for our sellers is to help you maximize your profit. And we feature your properties in ways that other real estate companies just simply cannot compete with. Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Sony TV, uh, in a lot of different places, over 90 outlets now. iHeartRadio, got the iTunes podcast as well. Uh, five, o'clock drive around, uh, 5 o'clock drive time, that is, on 1380 The Biz. You got a weekend show on FM1025 The Bone as well. So we're getting a lot of exposure for our listing clients. Uh, we got a property here in Gulfport. This one's 5127 27th Avenue uh, in Gulfport. Uh, this property is a completely updated and renovated property, 5127 27th Avenue, uh, Gulfport. Now, this one, it's a gorgeous property, two-bedroom uh, units up front. You've got a duplex and then also another unit in the back as well. Uh, it's interesting in Gulfport, though. You can't have all three units rented out. It's an interesting rule they have uh, in Gulfport. Or interesting uh, rule. But check out PlatinumMVPTeam.com. PlatinumMVPTeam.com for all your real estate needs. Somewhere, somewhere, sunny. That, uh, that's that's uh, something that happens a lot. Is is certain municipalities yeah. kind of hampering the homeowner in a certain situation? Like that one has a duplex up front, right? And you've got another separate structure in the back uh, mm-hmm. that could be, you know, you could literally have three tenants in there if you if you were allowed, but you can't. You can actually live in one, and it would have to serve as a uh, in law type suite, right? And and that's the work around certain zoning. You know, uh, I, I've seen it where
2: I. I I did one house where it was completely illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was single family and it was a clear cut duplex. And I remember talking to the to the county about, you know, what's the rules on this? And it was actually, well, how big is the second unit? I'm like, mm-hmm. well it's fifty fifty. They said no. And it was something like if one unit is twenty percent of the whole, we can just call that an accessory unit. Mm. Then it's not a duplex. In this case it wow. was illegal. But you know, situations like that, some of these little tent you know, like Gulfport, you know, yeah. a lot of municipalities out in Pinellas County. Yep. And sometimes they do that to make sure maybe that the owner's on site. Yep. So that the property stays looking nice and the community stays looking nice. So yeah. Sometimes they're they're putting those things in there to uh you know, help the neighborhood and,
1: but that's you know, the it, motivation. The secondary right. motivation behind that is to, to have an owner on the property with the idea that this owner is going to put money into the property more so than a tenant would.
2: Right. But on the flip side, it's like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm trying to invest in the neighborhood, and I'm trying to generate some income. And yeah. to have a unit, I can't use. Yeah,
1: yeah really. That, the way that, that property sits is that you have to uh, use it strictly as a guest house. So if you have a uh, family in town for two weeks, okay, they can stay there. But you can't put somebody in there full time.
2: Right, which would be – uh, telling interesting if you want to tell your seller
1: yeah what about using the third unit as an airbnb which is usually done on a weekly basis yeah good point i mean that's potential you know there's potential there mm-hmm. but yeah it's 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 interesting how you know in this real estate world we're navigating all these different rules yeah. and, and county and city and you know these different uh, areas of zoning and uh you know but yeah it, you know airbnb that's a whole different it's a new know, thing that's becoming popular and very popular
2: you know how does that work in with the old zoning Pete, regulations, for
1: example, some areas I believe in St. Pete, you, you can't uh, do the Airbnbs, or it's frowned upon. I think it's one of these things where sometimes they let it go mm-hmm. as long as you're not, you know, putting a big sign in the front yard. You know, Airbnb, right, right, right. you know, check out Airbnb. There's certain municipalities that control that, and you know, it's 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 kind of a balancing system. You mm-hmm. know, because on one hand, you want it to be protecting uh, the homeowners, and the same thing with the HOA. You know, you yep. don't want somebody painting their house some crazy you know weird color that's just you know an eyesore mm-hmm. uh and, or parking you know the old uh you know the, the fixer-up trucks and cars in the front yard on blocks and stuff like that so yep. people oh i don't want an hoa but on the other hand if you don't have one sometimes it could be a detriment
2: yep and luckily i've gotten away with having my old jeep in the driveway my hoa but so <laughs> no,
1: no one's come to me yet <laughs> you got a jeep you got the four-wheel drive type jeep or something i do i do yeah. I, have a, I have a
2: 95 wrangler nice. i have a i love going out on my wave runner yeah and uh I, I used to tow it with my old car, but then when I bought a new car, I said, uh, maybe it's time to buy something old. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I bought, cool. an, bought an old 95 Wrangler. and uh, Nice. Yep. So the neighbors just shake their head at me as I drive down the street. <laughs> <laughs> got the big tires Yeah, I do. And in fact, yeah. I just got bigger ones. So I got a...
1: Nice. Gotta, it's, it's my, my project Well, you got? 32s, 33s? Right
2: now, I think I have 30... Uh, what do I have? 34s? 30s? Nice. Something like that. And a my, my friend of mine, he just turned in his lease... Yeah. And gave me his 36s. Wow. So cool, man. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I missed that growing up in a country town. I grew up in, you know, doing some mud bogging and all that good stuff yeah. back in the day. See, I'm up
2: in New Tampa, so it's pretty much country up there.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> quick drive, you're out in the woods somewhere. Yep. Uh, if you just joined us, Brandon Rhymes here. We're talking with Ray Hall, uh, owner of Ray Hall Appraisals, RayHallAppraisals.com. Uh, here's an interesting story, uh, or stats rather. Uh, buyer demand surging as spring market begins. So last fall, some predicted that the 2019 residential real estate market would be a disaster. There was even belief that we might be experiencing housing crash like the one that occurred during the last decade. However, according to two separate reports, buyer demand drastically increased the last three months, leading into this spring's uh, buyer's market. Uh, the March data is not available yet, but both Showing Time Index and the National Association of Realtors Buyer Traffic Index show that the buyer demand has increased in, the, in each of the last three months.
2: I, and I've seen it. You've seen um, it. I've well, seen well, it. With uh, new purchases, even with refinancing, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think uh, the recent change in rates had something to do with that. But I know my volume has—it feels like it's almost doubled. Yeah, you know, in the past, especially the past thirty days.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So, why the increase in demand? Increased buying power, Mm -hmm. Uh, according to the National Association of Realtors Economist Outlook blog, uh, purchasing a home has become more affordable, which has led to increased demand. Yeah,
2: and I'm glad to see it. Yeah, let's keep this healthy market going. That's and, right. And what I'm glad to see also is, you know, I'm seeing the volume go up, but mm-hmm. we're not seeing again those drastic increases that we saw back in 2005, 2006. You know, the right. ridiculous 20 percent a week. You know, flipping con- new construction contracts before the house is even built. Yeah, you know, we're not seeing that. We're seeing healthy growth. Uh, What's your and, opinion and healthy on market. healthy growth? Um, slow and steady, three to five percent. Yeah, you know, somewhere in that no- range. Nothing. You know, dramatic. A lot of times when I'm running a, a, a market analysis, I might see early in the year it was the average might have been 150,000. Mm-hmm. Then middle of the year it got to 160,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then maybe we're at 100. And, you know, 65. Yeah. You know, that's slow growth. Yeah. You know, it, it, like anything, you never want to build it tall and fast. Yeah. You know, you want that that support. You want that base. You want the you know, foundation. And you what want you, to go from
1: there. What do you think about also as well in the neighborhood? Okay. So you've got this, this, this planned unit development, PUD, mm-hmm. you've got all these homes. Do you, you I've heard it said, and, and it's, you don't ever want to be the largest home in the community. Is that true? Oh yeah. I, I
2: always tell yeah. people and, and I stole this from a movie, yeah. but I always say, don't be that guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, cause I go into that house and, uh, I don't know if I told you the story before I was doing a house once. It was in just an average neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very typical home, you know, built in the 1980s. Yep. I did my appraisal and boy, were they angry mm. because in my appraisal, I didn't um, adjust for the $3,000 doorbell alarm system.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: And I, at the time, i probably wasn't a very good response, but I said in my however many years at that point I've been appraising, I've never made a positive adjustment for a superior doorbell. Yeah. Um, you know, so don't. Go out there and spend all this money on all these features. Uh, yeah. A good example: my sister, she's she's up in Massachusetts. She's yeah. renovating her kitchen, and she said, "What do I do?" I said, I said, "Talk to someone. Talk to a realtor. Talk to an appraiser. Mm-hmm. See what everybody else in the neighborhood is doing." Yeah, if everyone else is getting for Micah, don't get quartz. Yeah, you know, you're probably not going to get that back. Right. Um, you know, stay stay with. You know, I mean, I always also say, get what you want, but don't go overboard, or at least don't have that expectation that now your house is. You know, considerably more valuable than everybody else is because you're more than likely going to be disappointed at the end.
1: Yeah, it's called over-improving an asset. A lot of times exactly. you to over-improve the asset, and essentially you're you're throwing money into an asset that you're not going to get the money out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar, you know, you hear, oh well, if I put a pool in, that's going to automatically get me thirty thousand dollars more. Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. It's probably going to be closer to what fifteen twenty grand, depending on depending on where you are.
2: And yeah. I just built a pool. Did you? And you know, I, I I used somebody I knew and everything else, but even though I got you know, a good price on it. Yeah, I didn't get the the price back in the value on my house. I probably got maybe, from what I looked at, maybe ten or fifteen thousand dollars in yep. value. Yeah, but. You know, I have the pool, the kids are happy, so, you know, it's worth it. It's lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. So I love sitting out there.
1: Lifestyle preference. And then when you go to sell that home, you know, your days on the market will most likely be less days Mm -hmm. on the market than a home that may not have a pool. And then, you know, also the flip side of that is investors, if they're buying a home to rent it, they don't want a pool. They don't want the liability a lot of times.
2: Right. They don't want the liability, and now they usually get the pool service because a lot of the tenants don't want to put that chlorine. That's why I put the salt system in it highly recommend that. Yeah. Salt's the way to go, right? <laughs> you don't, salt's you know, the way to go now. You don't mess with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of the investors, they don't that liability yeah. or just the maintenance on it. Okay. Um, in fact, I, I used to own a house with a pool. I know some investors had purchased it, and last time I drove by it, they filled the pool in and put a basketball hoop up.
1: Oh, wow. Cool. So, Play some hoops instead. I guess so, there yeah. Well, when we come back, I want to ask you, we're, we're talking with Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals here. I want to ask you about solar technologies and the value uh, that it may bring to real estate properties. Let's ask, I want to ponder that question. And then also, we're going to jump into our feel-good story of the day. We still have four straightforward steps to success as well coming up here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, and our feel-good story is a good one, man. Uh, husband and wife plant 2.7 million trees in 20 years to restore a destroyed forest. Stay with with, with us right here on Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
0: Hey, this is Jerick Robbins. You are listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Please do what it
1: takes to learn all that you have to to live the life you want to live. Live it fully and find a way to give it by paying it forward
0: to others. Get in touch with Brandon online at ConsumerQB.com. House or condo? House. Three bedrooms or four? Three. On the golf course or next to the lake? both? Choosing the perfect house involves some tough choices. Where to find it? That choice is easy. Homesandland.com There are thousands of listings from the area's top realtors. Search by bedrooms, by price, and choose just the features you want. And in Homes and Land magazine, you'll find full color photos and detailed property descriptions. For a free copy, call 1-800-277-7800 or visit homesandland.com
1: Brandon Rhymes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We want to offer a rent versus own and Analysis To anyone renting, text the word rent in the amount of rent that you're paying to our consumer advocate hotline, 813 670 7372. Text the word rent in the amount of rent that you're paying to 813 670 7372. We're going to hook you up with a rent versus own analysis and break it down how easy we can get you into home ownership with 100% financing options available.
0: ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Brandon Rhymes. here, the Consumer
1: Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty uh, in Tampa Bay. We want to help you win in all of your real estate dealings, buying, selling, or investing. We would love to talk to you. Of course, we're bringing on agents now as well, setting records and uh, doing a lot of volume right now. So we're real excited about that. A couple of hot properties, 19029 US 19, US Highway 19 North. Uh, This is over in Clearwater. It's 19029 US 19. Now this property is a great opportunity, entry level home, just above $100,000 opportunity here uh, in beautiful Clearwater, Florida. Great opportunity, and it's very close, 20 minutes to the beach. Great opportunity here uh, in Tampa Bay. 11556 110th uh, Terrace over in Largo. This property is another uh, block home, steady construction, and then right out of the backyard, you have access to the Pinellas Trail, one of Florida's most popular and unique urban pathways uh, here in Tampa Bay. A couple of hot real estate properties from the PlatinumMVPTeam.com.
0: Somewhere, somewhere sunny.
1: All right, every day we're going to tell you something positive in our feel-good segment.
0: Tell me something
1: husband and wife plant 2.7 million trees in 20 years to restore a destroyed forest. In the early 1990s, Brazilian photojournalist uh, Sebastiao uh, Ribeiro soldadogo uh, was stationed in Rwanda to cover the accounting the accounts of the genocide on the ground. Experience left him traumatized. In 1994, he's returning to his home in Brazil, and he hoped to find solace in the lush lap of Green Forest, where he had grown up, but instead he found dusty, barren land for miles. In only a few years, his beautiful hometown underwent rampant defaults forestation. For him, everything was destroyed. He's quoted as saying, the land was was as sick as I was. Only about 0.5% of the land was covered in trees, Salgado told the Guardian. It was at this time that Salgado's wife, uh, Lila, uh, made a near impossible proposal. She expressed her wish to replant the entire forest. Salgado supported her idea and together the couple set out on a heroic mission. Salgado bought an abandoned cattle ranch from his parents, started building a network of enthusiastic volunteers and partners who fund the sustainable project. In 1998, the couple founded uh invested in Terra an organization which tirelessly worked around the clock to bring the forest back to life since 1998 they have planted more than 2.7 million saplings of 293 species of trees and rejuvenated 1502 f- acres of tropical forest uh, in addition 172 172 species of birds have returned, 33 species of mammals, 15 species of reptiles, and 15 species of amphibians. Nature is the earth, and it's the only other being. And if we don't have some kind of spiritual return to our planet, I fear that will be compromised, Salgado said. Really cool story, man. Yeah. Look at those photos. That's unbelievable. That is an amazing story. That's one of the best ones I've read on this that that segment that we do. I mean, that's super cool. A lot of trees. They totally
2: transformed that. You know, it's not like where they fixed up a park and put a couple trees. I mean, it looks like the whole... That's
1: unbelievable. The, cannibal, the, you know, the canopy yeah. the cover. That was really wow. cool. I like that. So we got Ray Hall in the house. Ray Hall Appraisals. Uh, we uh, Before the segment break, we talked about solar. Let's just do a quick word on solar, Ray. What do you see in home values? Does it increase the home value? What do you think? Is it personal preference?
2: It, it, you know, a lot of times it is a personal preference. And yeah. uh, I have to give the uh, the standard appraiser answer of it depends on the neighborhood. There you go, yeah. You know, like we had just talked about earlier before, mm-hmm. you know, if you're the only person within – Five miles with solar, it's going to be a lot harder to see yep. if that value is there. I will say it's definitely becoming more popular. Yep. And I think it's because its they're coming up with these better programs, uh, you, you know, and, and a lot of incentives yep. um, to make it affordable. That's right. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but here in Florida, our energy. Costs are reasonable mm-hmm. in compared to some other places. Yep. Um, so I think that's why it, it, it kind of had a slow going because everyone always thinks you're in Florida. Why don't you have solar? Yep. Um, but now you know the popularity is growing, and you know if you hold on to that long term, once that you know once it's paid for, man, that's a lot of savings every month. Yeah. The two, cool thing. Yeah.
1: You know the cool thing that we did. We, we're looking at it right now, and and um, I think it's a go. I mean, it, it, they give you like a two point nine percent rate on it. Mm-hmm. The idea is that. Uh, you're going to immediately start saving around 100 bucks a month, depending on what your bill is. Yeah. Uh, and then after 10 or 15 years, you pay it down, you pay it off. You, you have zero electric bill at that point uh, versus the other side of that is if you continue to pay. And by the way, we work with 3D Solar. Uh, shout out to David Ringo and Travis McIntyre. 3D Solar, they do a great job uh, with all of our uh, listeners and callers from the show. 3D Solar is actually on the Tampa Bay uh, Fast 50 list. They're number 12 yeah. on that list. Really kicking butt out there. Uh, so, so what what 3D Solar does. So you've got the tax credit as well. Mm-hmm. you got a 30% tax credit. You can roll that back in to pay the, the payment down. Or you can invest it in maybe higher interest rate accounts or, that yeah. you may have. Yeah, exactly. So Solar is pretty cool, but not necessarily going to affect your, your home value per se.
2: Right. And, and that's like anything. And, and that's a lot of times where we run into issues with people disagreeing with the values. Mm-hmm. It all depends on what's going on in the neighborhood. We're not We're not looking at a specific item on a house and slapping a value on that specific item. Yeah. I'm not looking. You've got thirty thousand dollars in solar, so it's an extra ten thousand dollars. But that's not what we do. Okay. I'm looking at your house. I'm looking what it has. I'm looking at houses that sold, and how did they sell? Right. Um, I, you know, an example. I had a house where they had a detached apartment, mm-hmm. and in my inspection, I'm looking at it, thinking, "Wow, this is you know, they probably got a little bit of value on that." I found comps with detached apartments. I had comps without detached apartments, and I couldn't justify an adjustment for that. It was and I even mentioned it. I looked, I you know, I said this is what I looked at. I looked at this sale compared to this sale and and this that and the other and it, it's just not there. The market's not paying for that. Mm. So that's where it comes in. It, it all depends on where you are. Yeah. But you know, the popularity of solar is growing. yep And I think as that happens, if you're going to you know, see that that Start to contribute
1: more value to the sales price of your home. Sure, yeah, I can. Uh, th- let's talk about this. This article we've kind of teased this earlier in the show. Four straightforward steps to success. We like to talk about success here. Uh, I'm a published author and a professional speaker. I do a lot of speaking. I'm going to be speaking at an event coming up, uh, the Baba event, become a better agent on Monday, May twentieth, uh, here in Tampa Bay. Baba thirty one. It is. I'm going to be talking about branding, growing your sphere, and also uh, negotiation. How to negotiate like an FBI. Uh, so. It Really cool, uh, like an FBI agent, that is. So uh, really cool stuff coming up uh, here. But uh, on that note, uh, here's four straightforward steps to success. So uh, Ray and I will pitch and catch here a little bit. So number one is collect good ideas. And this is from Jim Rohn, by the way, uh, one of my favorite uh, folks of all time, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins. Uh, Collect good ideas. My mentor taught me to keep a journal when I was 25 years old, and it's the best place for collecting all the ideas and information that comes around your way and inspiration that can be passed on to my children and grandchildren. Pretty cool idea. Keep a journal, absolutely. success ideas, mm-hmm. you know, things that are happening in your life. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And and you know, that's something I learned. You know, for years I was just I was an appraiser, I worked for other people. And yeah. then eventually I went off on my own, started my own business. And I had yeah. to learn that quickly was I didn't have all the answers, I didn't have all the know how. Right. So, you know, one thing I have is a lot of time in my car. And I take advantage of all these uh, podcasts out there. I listen to people who yes. are also successful. Good point. Good point. And I listen to their advice. And I listen to books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if it would be considered self help books, but you know, yeah. the, the ones yeah. that give the good advice. Personal and, development. And
1: personal development. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me out tremendously. Yeah. And it's so easy to do nowadays. There's really no excuse to be stuck in poverty or to be uh, in a position where you're not you're not moving yourself forward, or, or better yet, moving your family forward, building a legacy for your family. You know, exactly. that's I think that's one of the goals that we should have is you know to leave a better life for our children than we have. And uh, you know, my parents d- certainly did that for me. They gave us all the opportunities. So number one is collect good ideas. Number mm-hmm. two is have good plans. So building a life, building anything, is like building a house. You need to have a plan. Yes. Uh, what if you just started laying bricks and somebody asks, "What are you?" building you put down one you know so you think about that and, and that's another good point too is like the foundation you know you, you you walk into a real estate property you notice the granite you notice the water view uh you notice the beautiful stairway and the foyer you don't walk in most people don't walk into a real estate property and, and like jump down and feel the wow feel that foundation yep. you know that foundation that's a super strong foundation you know people don't think that way
2: and and they should yeah you know because that that That's where the problems really come to. I mean, uh, some of the counties around here in the Tampa Bay area,
1: you know, yeah. Had that sinkhole problem where That's that right. foundation's affected. Especially Hernando up north there, Pasco, mm-hmm. some parts of Pasco. So have good plans is number yes. two. So we're talking about four straightforward steps to success here, uh, compliments of Jim Rohn. Uh, number three, give yourself time. It takes time to build a career. It takes time to make changes. It takes time to learn, grow, change, develop, and produce. It takes time to refine philosophy and activity. So give yourself time to learn. Start some momentum. And then finally you will achieve 100 percent. yeah um you know i think our our society's gotten so impatient because yes.
2: everything is so right there that's that right we want instant satisfaction we want yeah. gratification right away that's right you know we want to take that pill and have a six-pack ab the next day that's right but it doesn't happen yeah you know
1: nothing nothing good happens without hard work and time yeah i saw a sign on the way as i was driving in on the side of the road it said antiques Manufactured while you wait.
2: <laughs> right? That's, that's yeah. it, though. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly that it. That
1: encompasses the whole thing. All right, number four, uh, change yourself. Learn to solve problems, business problems, family problems, financial problems, emotional problems. The best way to treat a challenge as an opportunity to grow. And that's what change is. You know, change gives you that time. So, really, when you look at problems, the, the problem is not uh, that you have the problem, the problem is that you think it's a problem. The problems are an opportunity to get better, to grow, and to come up with a new idea to fix the solution, to come exactly. to a solution.
2: Exactly. And again, and as you know, as, as business owners, you know we're faced with challenges every day. Yes, and you learn your limits very quickly, and, That's right. and you learn what you don't, what you know, and especially what you don't know. Yeah, and it does give you that opportunity to learn about things and 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 grow as as a business owner, as a person, um, and then just going back to you know educating yourself and, and learning to. You know, work with people and and, and, and grow in that re- respect as well.
1: That's right. Hey, another great show. Thanks a lot. Uh, Ray Hall, com. Good stuff. Nice a plethora time, of knowledge. Uh, if you're looking for an appraisal or valuation on your property, highly, highly recommend com. And of course, check out consumerqb.com. You can see all of our links to all of our expert contributors there at consumerqb.com. A plethora of information available for you on our website and all the contact information as well. Uh, we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Pack up some food or clothing, uh, carry it with you to and from your commute, hand it to that person that you see need and need. Uh, be a force for good in the community and do something kind for one another. Follow us online. We'd love to connect with you at Rhymes one on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the Consumer Quarterback Show page is out there as well on Facebook and LinkedIn. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any
0: marketplace and ConsumerQB.com. on AM 1380, The Biz.